Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the Gene Tea Podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you've never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo's a performer. Mm, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional... Professional. Professional review on... RuPaul's Drag Race, Race Season 14. So, let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling. The Gene Tea. Clank. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another RuPaul's... To the only... RuPaul's Drag Race podcast you should be listening worth, to. Worth listening to, frankly. It's a live review format. We watch it once, and mm-hmm. as we watch it, we stop, pause, and we conversate. We watch it once and never again. Yeah. It's consigned to the archives. There it is. Mm-hmm. It's, and then what we say is what we say. <laughs> okay? I said what I said. <laughs> because before we can change our mind, we've released it. Have, you, mm-hmm. have we ever released something and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have said that? Um, or maybe I should. Oh, I don't know. Oh, that was really naughty. I always listen. What? Yeah, no. Oh, you looked really distracted then. I thought something terrible had happened to your laptop. I was when you were talking. <laughs> Sorry. I just. just no, we mentioned know. we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Um, I always listen back for quality control purposes. Um, and no, like I think, I think yeah, we might say the odd thing that's not super duper. You know, could have phrased it a bit better, but I don't think we're too obnoxious. Let us know, guys. How obnoxious yeah. are we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I- yeah, a self-assessment. It's like a, <laughs> I think I'm really good. I think I think I'm fine. You you speak from the heart a bit more than I do. I think I'm a bit more considered. That was a read. It was not a read. You speak that from the heart. Read. It's wonderful wow. to speak from the heart. That's what I call the vocabulary cuddle. You called me a cunt without saying the words. <laughs> do you know you know what that is? That's what you did. So you actually are a loose cannon, Paul. I don't trust you, <laughs> you in this podcast, and I listen to it afterwards because I need to know <laughs> in case in case something. Sometimes I sit there on cringe. <laughs> uh, we have a murderous. First of all, before I get um, started, we have a murderous in this mansion of ours. I guess anybody out there who's a cat owner might have occasionally found a very sad little corpse well, in the I walk, house. I walked in, because, I, you know, as I do on, this, yeah. on, on the morning, I, I finished my gym session and I walked in and I saw all these feathers on the floor. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, Lily, you know, our cat. Lily's One obviously been playing with that new toy we got her, the, mm-hmm. the little mouse bird, because it feathers everywhere. Mouse bird. It is a mouse bird, isn't it? Yeah, and then Tom says... That's not the same thing. I was sweeping it up yeah, and I was like... With the detox? Detox with the feathers. I was like, Paolo, um, these aren't the same feathers. And actually all the feathers are still attached to the mouse bird, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, and so, yeah, sadly. I mean, it, just to be honest, it's, it's, um, it's a bit of a... You know, people do get worried and it is a real thing about the way that cats affect local bird populations. I mean, everybody's different in the way that they have their cats. We believe, we've got a cat flap. We believe that cats are happier being able to come in and out of the house. We know that there are certain risks associated with that, but they are happier with that. The thing is, maybe she needs a bell. And I'm saying that really because it, it stops them being able to creep up on little animals. She gets fed. She doesn't need to do this. Exactly. But it is in their nature. You can't blame her. Well, you can't blame me. I feel like I've, I've raised her up <laughs> wrong. I feel like I'm a bad parent. I think it's more about us as cat owners thinking if there's something else a bit more responsible we need to do, like put a bell on her. I just feel we need to discipline her. <laughs> that, no. That, like, what are you going to say to her? Lily? A little slap here we're, and there? No. A little, little backhand to fix that behavior. <laughs> anybody who's listening, we do not slap our cats. We're not that footballer. Yeah. Oh, That gosh. awful, horrible footballer. 
Yeah, we're not those kind of people. Anyway, I'm just... That's something for us to have a little think about anyway, on a quite serious note, actually. Um, oh, but so some people didn't even know that song. You were telling me one of the... Someone sent you a message about the mm-hmm. song Toy. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, from the lip sync, one of my gym songs. Is Selena Curry? Shout out to Selena. Said um, that they were... Um, inspired and would love you to do a gym playlist actually i have a gym playlist <laughs> I, and i also have a drag race music playlist i'll find out how to make it available then i'll let y'all know yeah you, wow look people at me. release playlists on spotify all the time actually don't yeah. they yeah I'm, I'm not one you know i don't, don't want to share. i'd love to i've always thought i'd like i'd love to be a dj just to inflict my taste in music on other people mm, you've told me that basically before. girls loud and madonna on a loop with a bit of Dead or Alive and David Bowie checked in. I think that's, that exists. I think that playlist is on Spotify. And not not the way I do it. I think every gay radio is doing that, Tom. Not enough Dead or Alive, if you ask me. There should be more Pete Burns in the world. I shall release it. I shall release it, Tom. If you do one, I'll do one. We could do playlists from Spill the GMT yeah. podcast, couldn't we? Because we're on Spotify. No one asked you, Tom. Well, wow. I feel wow. like people, sometimes people don't know what they want, you know, people, sometimes, what's it, she says in Devil Wears Prada, I can see past what people think they want and give them what they need. And that's what I can do. <laughs> wow. Right. It's your life. If, if you feel like you want to do it, go That'll ahead. That'll go on the playlist. It's my life. Go ahead. Do it. Have Be very fun. 80s power pop. Mm. So we had another lovely message as well, um, because it felt like a review. It felt like a review, even though it wasn't a review. It was a lovely little message from Calvet in Ohio. Shout out to Calvet. And feel free to copy and paste this message straight onto Apple Podcasts. I'm not going to read it (laughs) verbatim because it was obviously it's a DM and, you know, she didn't send it with the idea it was going to be publicized. But it was a very, very nice um, message about how she appreciates the podcast. And um, she actually does her own podcast as well. Um, so, I mean, she's on Instagram. Go give her a like and a follow. Um, so, yeah, Calvet in Ohio. Thank you so much for the lovely message. It, was, it really put a smile on my face. It was very lovely. Like I said, I'm not going to read it verbatim because that's not necessarily what was intended, you know. It was Just a private the, message. We call it a private message. The pandemic seems so long ago, but it's still here. Well, we're, the idea now is we're to live with it, aren't we? It is, yeah. <laughs> After everything's happened, guys, just live with it. That's that's like what, that's what your option that's now. That's kind of where we are right now. Mm. Oh, we got drag race. Yeah, fear not. There is a lot of drag race coming out if we ever have to go back into a lockdown again. Well, Espana, the cast has been announced. Um, France has been officially announced. Nikki Doll as that's a host. Be, she's the host. Why Nikki? I think I'm really intrigued to see how Nikki. I mean, she's probably the most famous drag race francophone, isn't she? And she's, actually, she's the only girl from Drag Race who I think was actually born in France, right? Although she was born in Morocco, actually, didn't she? And she moved over to France. But anyway, it's going to be the her, her or Rita Bagger, if you want a francophone. It should have been Rita Bagger. Well, she's actually Canadian, though, isn't she? she at least Nikki Doll is French and knows French. The thing that I'm looking forward to is seeing Nikki Doll being able to express herself through French. And I think her charisma and humour will come through a lot more. And we know she's going to be gorgeous. She was a true fashion queen, like, every week. It was like Chanel, Mugler, Gautier, you know, all these French iconic fashion You think references. maybe she was a bit overshadowed by um, Gigi, Gigi Good? Yeah, and you could sense the rivalry, which kind of came... Well, you know, they were pleasant to each other, but in the ball 
I think they were a bit, you know, because they were in the top together. And I think they were a bit like, hmm, staring each other down. But unfortunately, I, again, I think the language barrier held her back. I think uh, Nikki wasn't able to be the all-rounder that Gigi was going forward. Okay. Mm. Okay. We'll give her that. We'll give her that. Uh, I think we should get into the episode. All right, Dr. Tom, lead us in. Lead you? Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm on the spot. <laughs> on the spot now. So the girls are back in the room. <laughs> so it's another day in the workroom. It's another day in the work. Well, um, <laughs> no, we've just seen Carrie go home. I will miss Carrie. Very clear that the other girls are going to miss her as well. They talk about what a beautiful soul she is. And Jasmine in particular, because I think, well, she was really, she expressed in the past couple of weeks what a role model Carrie is for her as a trans woman. Um, and, you know, it, it was quite a, a bittersweet thing for her to stay in the competition over Carrie. While we're on the subject of uh, gorgeous trans women, um, another of the cast um, has revealed this week that she is, well, I'm going to phrase it how she f- phrased it. Willow has said that she identifies as a trans femme person and is exploring her gender identity and um, has taken some steps towards um well, transitioning, really. She said that she's on hormones and she's had some treatments to um, uh, some cosmetic feminization treatments as well. So amazing. Congratulations, Willow. For uh, living her truth. Living your truth. Yeah, another member of this cast living her truth. It's how so amazing. Does, how many does that make now in this cast alone? Well, well, Carrie and Cornbread walked in as out trans women. Yes. Um, Bosco and Jasmine um came out if you like as trans women on the show mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago and now willow that's five to my mind that's that's the most we've ever had and it's amazing it's great it's Is such, it like, such great they, progress I'm, I'm wondering if they trojan horse their way in do you know what i mean because it's like oh they're not gonna let me in if i was well so many girls in the past have concealed their trans identity at the behest of producers i think julie caliente is a great example of that peppermint Peppermint, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so many of the girls. And so it, it's it's great that... I, I would be very, very sad if they felt they had to do that um, and if that was a reason. But I think a lot of the girls have said that lockdown in particular, very, very hard for people who are considering medically transitioning, especially in the USA because of financial uh, restrictions. So, you know, a lot of the girls couldn't perform, so they couldn't earn the money to fund the things that they need um, to to treat their gender dysphoria. So that's so sad, but I'm glad that they're in a position now where they have more security and they can f- live their truth. Yeah. So we'll see goodbye to Kerry Colby. Mm. Um, we've seen a win given to Dia Betty. We have. Which the first win is to Dia. very well deserved. I mean, she's a queen who's gone home, come back, placed high the la- last week, and then won the following week. This she's is a rarity. Such, this is yeah. This is unheard territory. We in, we, we don't we don't hear of this. This is a first in normal seasons. Off the top of my head, I think this is a first. In all stars seasons, we've seen girls come back and win, like Latrice and Eureka, mm. but not in a normal season. So yeah, she's. Should we have a quick little think about who's got a win and who hasn't, just before we yeah, probably yeah. get into the episode? Well, let's talk about our ranking then. Mm-hmm. Well, roughly again, we we don't have like a super sophisticated point system like you'll see some YouTubers do, which is fantastic, but we just don't have the maths brain for it. So based on just kind of wins and bottom twos, Angie is clear front runner with two wins, never been in the bottom two. Willow, Lady Camden and Bosco all have a win each and have never been in the bottom and, two. Oh, yes. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, 
Georgius has a win, but has been in the bottom two. Yeah. Dyer has a win, but has been home and come back. And I do feel that's special. That's she's a been, special yeah, position. She's been resurrected. She's been resurrected. She, Dyer's got a win and she has a resurrection. She's arisen like a phoenix. Um, and Deja and, and Jasmine are two girls who haven't scored a win yet. Deja's been in the bottom two once. She sent Dyer home the first time, didn't she? Remember? Mm-hmm. Um, and Jasmine is, well, turning into a bit of a lip sync assassin. She sent home a couple of girls. I mean, she's a great performer. Oh, she's fantastic. Now, um, there is, you know, the the ongoing narrative that Crystal Method, Diabetes, <laughs> they're just the same person. And I want, I'll tell you right now, mm-hmm. a, a clear distinction between the two. Go on. Diabetes can perform. And that in is, a lip sync, and, like. And, and no, like when we saw her do last week's performance oh. at where she won. That that her level of um, performance and choreography and um, and and I'm, I'm going to say vocals as well. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. That's where you can put them both on the stage at the same time, um, and you'll you, you'll see a complete difference. Diabetes yes. is a great performer. She's she fab. is, yeah. And it's comparing what we just saw last week to the I'm alive. I'm yeah, alive. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. And it was the vocals were bad, and the choreography. She was, in the top, was she put in the top? Yeah, was, she was. I thought she should have been in the bottom three that week so yeah I, I mean it's she was she was blessed and highly flavored that's me as an international authority on madonna saying that as well so and also like remember and in, in the finale the and mm-hmm. the whole thing how she went down the octave especially when she just came after jackie cox who mm-hmm. who said a nice jackie smashed it and she was amazing yeah. so crystal method just isn't the best vocalist and she's a good performer, but she is not as good as a performer as Diabetes. And I think that's a clear yes, distinction I between agree the two of them. She one, is great. One thing I'll say as well is that Crystal is always Crystal, whatever character she's inhabiting. And I think Dyer has shown more versatility. What different shades of bitch? <laughs> we'll get into it. We'll get she into is. it. I, I love Dyer. Okay? You know, I'm loving her. I think she's creating really good TV, but we'll get into it. Um, just another thing to mention. No, it's escaped me, actually. I don't know what I was going to say. There we go. Go on. Sorry. You won't be good in a panel. No, You will not not. be good in a panel. I've got something really important. Uh, Let's let's discuss the Mexi Challenge. So the, Mm -hmm. The Queens must lead a drag con panel discussion about the multifaceted world of men's and that stuff. Like, it could be anything that related to men, fatherhood, dating, um... I, I'm I'm wondering if they're going to talk about toxic masculinity because I I bet you that's going to be something they bring up because There's every a lot time they talk about men they they I mean I'm I, we haven't seen it but I'm just guessing that they're going to talk about that um, they put so, into yeah. two, two they put into two groups um, and but the two groups are Team Willow and Team Leftovers yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was really interested by Willow's choices because they did seem to be driven by people she'd not worked with before because like she did work fantastically with Bosco and Diabetti last week because uh, having rewatched that performance a couple of times I, I think they should have just put the three of them as top three mm. with like special mention for Deja and Angie and called it a day kind of thing um, so and she's worked with them before in comedy challenges too so she does get on well with them but she and, seems to be driven by curiosity really about yeah, other people she wants to work with I also think that she doesn't want to create something similar to like a Raleska Tox oh good point so good I think it was a very clever move of her to kind of take a step back away from that look I've worked with you guys twice mm-hmm. in challenges I don't want the I don't want it to go into judging and have Michelle throw it in my face that's right so I thought it was really clever that she was like you know what I'm going with Angeria 
a Lady Camden and Deja Sky. I wonder as well if that was somewhat personality driven in that she didn't, she wanted some people who she considers a bit more chill or maybe she gels well with on a really personal level, knowing that that will be important in this challenge. So I mean, yeah. I mean, how would you cho- how how would you choose a panel? I, I'll have to it'll have to be someone where I don't have to f- like you know when you meet people and mm-hmm. sometimes conversation just flows. Yeah, and then sometimes you meet someone and the whole time you're like, oh, I need to think about something to talk, and it's and it's just so forced and it's it's just not authentic and yes. it, it, yeah. there's no flow. Yeah, somebody you could go to have a coffee with. Yeah, yes, and talk about anything and yeah. also be comfortable in the silence. Defo, but you don't want any silence. But you don't want any silence. <laughs> that, that'll you, be. But you have to be, be minus two points. Yeah. <laughs> and our panel starts now. <laughs> so. Um, and thank you very much for coming to our. Um, <laughs> please tip your queens. I choose you. Uh, yeah. Would I you would. choose me? I, I, we are, I, I <laughs> yeah, mean, maybe. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll see who. Well, not, who else is there to choose from? It's not like there's a significant body of work that suggests we have reasonable chemistry. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't see it. Now, that, which means that the other team is Bosco, Diabetes, Georgist, and Jasmine Kennedy. I, I guess in that team, I'm seeing, I think, Dia and Bosco are two who can get on and are on the same page with a lot of things. Jasmine seems to have had her main plot line, if you like, is that she's a sweet girl who happens to rub people up the wrong way inadvertently a lot of the time. She's probably had more conflict than anybody on this season. We, we've we seen it with Dyer. We've seen it with Maddie. We've seen it with Cornbread. And I'm starting to see the common denominator here is Jasmine. Maybe, mm. maybe Cornbread was right. You know, she was hard that episode, but Cornbread, the Vixen was right and Cornbread was right. I mean, I just don't think that what Jasmine does comes out of a bad place. Totally not. She's a it's sweetheart. Like, for she's example, a sweet girl. She's not like someone who is like, you're saying that all these people have a problem with her as though she's a shake from Love is Blind. Oh God, don't get us started. Right? Oh my gosh. If, if, y'all, if y'all have not watched Love is Blind season two, that's probably a good thing. Don't watch it. Because if you do watch it, you're just going to get really involved. You're going to get glued mm. to it. You're going to be very it's a good season. It. And then you're just going to really like the reunion. With, I'm like, I mean, I can't. There's there, That was a new level of obnoxiousness and stupidity and narcissism. I've never seen somebody on Love is Blind so universally disliked by all the other competitors. Oh. Anyway, back to it. Let, that's for the Love Is Lied podcast yeah. <laughs> coming up. <laughs> so where was I? And we were talking about yeah, Jasmine's a sweet person. Maybe you you do have a point. Maybe the common denominator is the other people that she's been butting heads with are a certain personality type who struggle to tolerate her chatterbox nature or something. Mm. And actually, with Maddie, that was more because they were both in the bottom two. And they were tempest no, flared. First of all, Maddie came for Jasmine Kennedy. Let's, let's get that straight. I know. Okay? I was there. Let's get that <laughs> you straight. You can put your finger down, by the way. Because <laughs> you came for Jasmine. When they, you know, come for it every other time. It's valid, but not that time. The straight man did it. The straight man took it there. Cancel that, sis straight man. Oh, I mean, he should be here for this panel. He Maddie. Would, he would, yeah, he would Maddie be, be really a good. great... Um, a, a great addition Cornbread to would be this. good in this as well. Oh, yeah. Her natural uh, charisma would be great on this panel. 
Yeah. Um, when, when I think about stuff like, but when I think about today's Maxi Challenge, it really just takes me straight back to All Stars 6. Yeah, and um, it also makes me think of the, a little bit, but I think the setup's going to be a bit different. The They did a DragCon panel challenge for one of Eureka's seasons, season, the oh, Aquarius season. Yeah, yeah. So season 10, wasn't it? Yeah. With Mo, Monet, Aquaria, Eureka. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, but when I think of the All Stars Six, I mean Eureka, Trinity K. Bonet, and Akira Davenport, them three, that for me is a a master class in how to do a panel like discussion. I mm-hmm. felt like I was just watching three girls yeah. catching up over wine and just talking about things that I found interesting. Yep. The conversation was real, it was natural. Mm-hmm. It, that's what I I was I don't know how they did not win that week and I don't know because yes, Eureka was the moderator which was she was an amazing moderator she Eureka so should good. have won that that week and what that I liked about it that all three of those girls it was a very good kind of like all stars personal growth moment like Akira's likability showed through when she'd been portrayed as a bit of a bitch on season eleven. Um, Eureka learnt that she can hold her tongue and let other people talk and Trinity just like shone in terms of like charisma and stuff and the kind of like shy self-doubting Trinity had gone away mm. and again I do think that you're in, exactly right what I want to see is girls having a kiki yeah I don't want to see something like Scarlet Envy do you remember mm-hmm. how, how she was just so forced and kind of like borderline Stepford, Stepford wife performative very performative mm. it was just very and and because it was so on mm-hmm. and then you heard someone else talk quite naturally mm-hmm. and you could hear feel see the difference in styles yeah it made it even more awkward and you kind of got secondhand embarrassment watching it because you yeah. just know it was just really bad yeah so that's what we don't want we don't want anything forced we don't want any i don't want to feel like you're reading a script or i don't want to feel like you're just you know, being too i don't want you to inhabit on. a character yeah yeah that's what it was wasn't yeah. it it wasn't a natural real conversation it was her being someone else it was in the moment it was just it was weird it was a bit weird it was a bit weird now ginger minge won that week and i don't know why because for me ginger minge came off also a little bit too rehearsed choreographed completely agree um and that story ginger is a very very smart thoughtful queen yeah but it worked against her in that situation because Mm. she wasn't natural she was good she was entertaining to watch but she wasn't natural like like eureka yeah it was a bit rehearsed it was Mm -hmm. a bit too yeah and i don't know how i don't know how she won but i want to see i want to have this i want to see an energy like eureka trinity and carrier those three that's what i want to see carry on with these queens and i know for a fact they would have seen that yeah i mean Going into this then, um, who do you think has the kind of natural charm and the sense of ease to make this work? I think... um, Who's got the gift of just talking? Something in me is saying... Willow? I, I don't know. I think I've... Willow is very, very naturally funny and insane to talk to. She's a kind of, she's not an over-the-top personality, but she's very funny and engaging. So I think Willow can do well here. I think Angie's got a natural charm that I think she can channel into this. I don't think that. No? No. no. Oh, then the, is it, okay. I, mm-hmm. And Jerry is very good when it comes to... 
um, the, the beauty and being a performer, mm-hmm. but we've yet to see her actually shine on her own, just talking. Like whenever mm. and she's always quite awkward when she's talking to RuPaul, even on the I judging she's panel, she's quite awkward. And I, I don't think that she has the gift of the gab. Mm, I don't know. When she's in the workroom, I find her very charming and likable. Maybe in front of RuPaul, she's intimidated. Charming and likable is fine. I'm, I don't, it's the talking. I don't the conversating, think she, yeah, yeah. I don't think she has the neck for um to resp- to talk okay. to talk in the, in a way that's like a Bianca Del Rio to talk in a way that's like an Alaska to talk in a way that's those two are Eureka. exceptional though yeah but she doesn't have that okay well let's I see I think she's actually quite the introvert I really and Jerry is quite the introvert when I see her out of drag. Okay, okay, I see where you're coming from, but I guess let's see. But that's just me. I think Bosco could be good. Bosco is smart. Yeah, Bosco I, is funny. I got my my money would be on Bosco mm-hmm. and Willow, and I I mean Lady Cam- Lady Camden. Yeah, she needs to come out of herself a little bit, but mm. she can be funny. Who do you think? Who thinks is going to struggle? Georges. Yes, Georges is not a naturally effervescent. She's lovely. She's a sweet girl, but she's not a naturally effervescent personality, is she? She's a bit low key, actually. Mm. She shines on the runway. She shines when she's dancing, but not when she's chatting. And I think Jazz Jasmine Kennedy mm-hmm. for me. I don't. I don't know if it's going to be good or bad because she is a good talker. Um, I mean, she she loves to do it. She does. But can can she hold her? She may not be at the the phase of her journey that Eureka got to with All Stars Six. She may have trouble biting her tongue or editing herself to say things that make sense instead of just rambling. Yeah. Um. I. Who else have we got? We got. Um, oh, diabetes. Dyer's problem, I think, will be just trying to be careful not to come off as abrasive. Yeah. yeah. Gonna, oh, I was going to say bitch, um, <laughs> but yeah, abrasive. I I love the dynamic though when they're sitting down and chatting and. When Jasmine pipes up that she wants to be moderator and the energy coming off of Daya is highly entertaining. She's just like... I'm just loving the TV that she's giving us. I hate the fact that she's getting hate online for mm, being a bitch. It's like, she's a drag queen in a competition. Let her be a bitch. And she's not even that bad. I mean, whenever I see these kind of messages online about, oh my God, what a bitch. This person's so mean. Yeah. Yeah, a drag exactly. queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, a drag queen being a bitch. Oh no! Come I, I off just it. Blo- I spend so much time blocking and deleting on Instagram. There are so many people's energy I don't want on my page. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do. That. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we get into it, Tom, what what they're going to be talking about? Men. Men. Nah. I mean, I don't even like them. Ugh, I, I can barely stand you. <laughs> I just can't. I'm not really a man, so it's I okay. I just can't cope. <laughs> what what would an interest what would an interesting discussion be? I bet you they're gonna talk about their, their own fathers and their own relationship with their they fathers. They do hint at that, so we know that Deja <clears throat> it feels like there's a little bit of a spotlight shining on Deja this episode. I think it's a make or break episode for her. Mm. Either I mean, the two girls who don't have a win, they they need a win soon if they're going to stick around. And Deja's one of them. And Jasmine. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jasmine. Should, we just, should we just have a look at the actual panel? Let's have a look at the actual performative Dracon panel. One discussion. more thing I want to say. Yeah. The energy in the workroom's really fun and light today. The girls are throwing shade in like a fun way, and everybody's having a good time, mm-hmm. which I like seeing. Okay. That, that's what. You that's wanted... all I wanted to say. Thank, Thank you. you. We can proceed now. We've just seen um, the first team, who's Deja Sky, Willow Pill, Lady Camden, and Angeria. Yeah. Um, 
Should we just talk about what we've watched? I really enjoyed myself. I'm going to right? say that from the beginning. This is really, really good. Um, I do want to say, start by saying any critiques we give, again, are going to be a bit nitpicky. I feel like I'm saying this all season because all of them did a really good job. Um, some shone brighter, but that's it. So, yeah. Okay. Give me, give me some, give me some specifics. Well, for, first of all, I want to say um, Deja did such a great very, job very as the moderator. Very, very good. And you know, being the moderator is uh, you kind of guide the conversations. You, um, you start topics. You, you sum up topics. Mm. You know, you, you're kind of like the leader of a ship. Leader of the pack. And um, I think she did a great job. So we have to give props. Uh, um, to Deja. I think it's a great week for Deja. Um, there was a moment right at the beginning where I was slightly concerned that she was having a little too much of the spotlight, but then she she really opened it up and everybody got their chance to shine and that was her job and she did it very, very well. I never felt that at all. Okay. There was like, I'm talking about one transient moment. I thought, ooh, I think, you know, there's a little tipping point here and I hope she opens up a bit more and she did i think she was just having a moment to like have a couple of little funny quips at the beginning which she did very very well i very much enjoyed watching her I and i enjoyed she, her f- funny sort of kath kitson strawberry sunday i think she, she set the mood very very good from the get-go she welcomed yeah. me into the conversation she allowed me to be a part of the conversation she made me want to be there and then um she introduced the panel and then it was from there on i was hooked it was such it was such a good it was such a good a good product came yes. from this. Um, my, I think that Willow Pill just um, was amazing. Willow Pill was absolutely fantastic and had an excellent combination of heartfelt moments with jokes yes. that made me laugh out loud. She was so so good. The sad Victorian doll jokes, the bad hand job jokes, so so good because you know. She's talking, she's joking about like really dark stuff. She's joking about her chronic illness that we have spoken about before. But she turns, she turns her sadness from that into power and humor. And it's her right to do that. And she does it so, so well. Um, Willow is fantastic sitting there looking like Scylla Black in the 60s. She, she was a very natural, uh, Mm. very engaging the words that came out of her out of her mouth were just gold. So she very knows, good. She's got that dry sense of humor too, where she's being funny without trying. But oh, she so knows, good. But she knows that what she's saying is funny. Mm-hmm. She's just uh, she was yeah. I mean, amazing. I also want to say Injuria as well. It really shocked. So me. she did what I was talking about. This is why she I shut my mouth. She shut yeah. me up. I take it back. Yeah. I might edit out the part in the beginning <laughs> where I was what, like, were she ain't good. She ain't good. I'm gonna edit that out because I'm because. She, she shut me the hell up. You were like, she ain't shit. She was good. She was natural. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved the stories that she gave. And yeah. at, not, at not one point for all of them, this is going around for, for each of these queens, at not one point did I get a, a hint of um, uh, overly rehearsed, um, yes. overly choreographed. Yes. Um, it was too much. It was... Uh, unnatural forced yep they found a way to make it conversational they've um, to keep it light even though the topic sometimes kind of could veer off and become very dark they they gave us peaks and valleys didn't they they, yeah they they found ways of bringing it back and they did the they did it the best way by like doing jokes like for for example they were talking about like their relationship with their fathers and Mm -hmm. i think one got really dark and then camden said well you know if you need a date you know cordasia yeah yeah it was just they found good ways of 
taking you to that deep, dark place um, a vulnerability and then just making it light again, yes. changing the energy, changing the atmosphere, bringing it back. Mm-hmm. It's just, it was great. So Angie was fab, did exactly what I expected from her. I loved how she kind of used her relationship with her dad as a template um, to, to bring, actually, I think the other good thing is they took Rue's advice, which was have a message that people can go home with. And it's basically love your children, don't waste your time with them, don't judge them, just embrace them. Yeah. Um, just Camden, just a moment about Camden. I do think she did a great job, but if there's anybody who was ever so slightly overshadowed, it was Camden. Yeah. But she was still great. She had a really heartfelt story about her relationship with her dad. She had some funny jokes. She was by no stretch of the imagination was she bad in any way. Just like slightly more low-key. And I think she was aware. But the beginning, she was very high energy with her intro. Um, and I think that was deliberate because, again, Rue had given her the feedback of kind of bring bring your stage charisma to it a little bit. And then then she shrunk back just a tad. Loved her outfit, though. Very Vivian Westwood. I think they all look stunning. Mm. Um, I'm going to ask you one of the questions that they asked, just because. Mm-hmm. Um, what makes men sexy? Ooh, um, I think funny guys are sexy. I think humor is always a good thing. I think even a guy who's like moderately attractive to unattractive gains several points by being funny and confident. Not arrogant, though. That's a huge turn off. Um, physically, though, um, I've never had like a, a, a very particular type aside from I do like guys who are a bit on the beefier side. Beef. Beef or cow? Beef, beef or cow. I'll take beef. it all. <laughs> beef or cow? Both. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. What makes men sexy? Um, um, oh. Oh. You're thinking about men and you're going, oh, you don't yeah. like them, actually, <laughs> as it turns out. They're Am no I straight? Good. <laughs> you are. I'm straight too. In fact, I think you're one of those super straights and I knew you were. <laughs> yeah. You're that, you're that straight. I knew yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What makes men sexy? Um... A good sense of humour. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bianca Dario said it over and over. Beauty fades, dumb is forever. Absolutely. For me, for, oh, here it is, passion. I need someone, like someone who just has something that they're passionate about and they work so hard. For yeah. me, seeing someone, uh, anyone hardworking and really driven, mm-hmm. I find that very sexy. I was actually going to correct you when you started talking about humour and say something to that effect. Um. <laughs> Because <laughs> I know your mind, I Do know you? your brain. Yeah, yeah. Do you? Mm-hmm. That's what. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that that's what makes me in sixty for me. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Let sound off in the comments, y'all. <laughs> DM us, guys. Off the, DM us. What, DM what us. makes me in sixty to you? <laughs> and the other one is, what is your relationship with your father? Oh uh, well, my father has passed away, uh, and we were estranged oh my for, gosh. for many Tom, years actually I, I actually really forgot about it this is tom's story is actually quite traumatic should we just move on to me i know it's fine that that's about all i have to say really but yeah wasn't wasn't fantastic he's not a bad person it's just we didn't have a relationship okay yeah um i have a very good relationship with my father <laughs> yeah <laughs> so segue nicely yeah. there um i can't relate to you tom i can't relate my, fa- my dad is my dad my dad is very shy my dad's shy. He's quiet. Um, everyone would agree that my mom talks for him, and he <laughs> likes that. He yes. likes it that way. My yeah. my mom's loud, and she's out there. Um, Your mum is you. No, I'm my dad. <laughs> I I really do feel I am my father, and you can say, and, and I think I think you know that's the truth. <laughs> 
Um, I know I'm it's a delusion. <laughs> I am shy. I'm. I lack confidence. <laughs> my dad. My, sorry, my that, that's that's wrong for me to say. My dad does not lack confidence, Mm-mm. but um, my, my dad is very quiet. He's very to himself, and um, but he loves so strong, and he's he just he, he yeah he really loves all of his children. He loves his family, and he's. He's that he's that first person that's there mm-hmm. that wants to be there to, to help, but he's just not a, a, a loud person. I know you adore your dad, and I know you've got an amazing relationship. Yeah. Mm. So, um, sorry, sorry, Tom. That's okay. Yeah. You know, uh, life deals us different hands. I, I shouldn't have asked that question. Let's let's watch the next panel let's and see these on, other questions that let's, you can answer. Let's scroll on. All right, so we've just seen the next group, which is Bosco, Diabetes, Georges, and Jasmine yeah. Kennedy. Uh, what do you think? I thought they were all so fab. I think, you know, no clunkers, overall fab. My personal taste, I did prefer the first group. Mm-hmm. I think they interwove better, and their message was clearer, and the journey had the peaks and valleys in a more natural way. Yes, Okay, yeah. Now that you say that, I see it and I hear you. Okay, and I agree. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> I did. I did think that this group was good as well. Mm-hmm. I, but I do feel like there were um, four. It's like you know when you have a, a discussion and and or, or a panel mm-hmm. and you invite three different speakers. Yeah, it felt like that. It felt like there was one moderator and then three different speakers of people who've never met before, and they just talk. Yeah. There was no chemistry. That's it. It was a chemistry. There thing. was no chemistry, yeah. and I, I want to say Bosco was an exceptional uh, moderator. I'm going to say she made me laugh a lot. In contrast to Deja, because I can't help but compare the two because they're both moderators i think she was really really funny and it was almost like a stand-up act at one point i don't think she was quite as good as deja at weaving everybody in yeah (laughs) moderating but she was very very good and very very funny yes and her personal delivery of messages is so eloquent she was so so good at describing complex topics in a funny way yeah she was very very good it, it kind of was the bosco show it was and i do think that's a problem yeah because the yeah. moderator is it's they're not there for that if anything they're yeah i mean what do they say a true leader never leaves a thumbprint oh i love that so, i don't really know what it means but i love it it means that it's not it's not all about you mm-hmm. it's like you are the leader you did everything but no one knows that you're the leader oh, okay. so you don't even yes. you, you don't even yes. fingerprint oh. and she didn't i mean i was i mean girl i would i would know straight away that you were the color because mm-hmm. there was not just fingerprints there was dna she left <laughs> she left <laughs> I, I could uh, had bosco all her over bodily it. fluids everywhere yeah. um i good on her for taking the chance to shine though um onto the other girls jasmine um again so sweet and well-meaning but this just isn't her forte and i could really see her trying i could really see her working but she speaks she and they, they made a meal of it in the edit as well but you know she spoke at length in a really waffly way that's it she waffles yeah it's like what are you saying that's it that's like, in contrast to bosco who's concise yes. and eloquent so she she did she suffered by sitting next to bosco basically it, it was just she wasn't next to bosco <clears throat> she was no, I know, but you know, being in the same room as her, okay. basically. I just felt like she she just Pedant. that was it. She no, she just she just waffled, and it's like someone who says a million words to say one, and it's mm-hmm. it's it was 
it just got like, oh gosh, what are you saying? It was very that. It was very you know, it was like, mm-hmm. oh, what are you saying? Someone leading you on, leading you on. Follow me, follow me, follow me, and here's your prize. But where I, are we? Yeah, where am I? And what is my prize? We're both lost now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's what I thought about um, Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Diabetes was good. I think yeah, she was she fine, was, wasn't yeah, she? I think she was good. She um, she had good stories. She had good energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was. A different energy, but it was a confident, good energy uh, with good experiences. Definitely. Um, she gave funny stories. stories that were delivered well. Um, I could see her basically glaring at the first team when they were talking because she could see how good they were. I wondered if she scaled back a little bit because she was slightly rattled. She stood out a lot with her styling in there. It's about like, I mean, there was it no was very uh, Balmain. That- it was very Balmain Pagoda shoulders in the neons. There was very, I, I think that's probably direct reference to something that was on the Balmain catwalk. 2021, I want to say. Honestly, yeah. But she's given it her punky. She's very, very good now at setting aside her dire style versus um, crystal style. It's not something crystal would wear. She's punkier. She's more 80s neon. Mm. Yeah, Dyer was good. Dyer was good. Dyer was, was good. Dyer was, was good. She yeah, was, yeah. was great. Georgia's looked so pretty. She looked like a little um, executive from the eighties. She, I mean, her nerves lived in her mouth. Yeah, in this segment, they were stuttering a lot, and even in yeah, mo- like, I did just, notice that there, there, was, there was a lot of stuttering, and it was, it was, un- it's, it's always, it's always uncomfortable. To, mm-hmm. to to be on the receiving end on someone telling a story in those especially when she was trying to be funny and witty and like toxic mm. me literally meet me outside in the parking lot she was like toxic so toxic yeah. you know masculine they meet me it was just can I play devil's advocate for a second mm-hmm. is English her first language I don't know I, I do wonder sometimes when she talks if Spanish is her first language and maybe that. I'm just saying that, like, that might have conferred a slight disadvantage that makes us understand the stuttering a little bit, is all. Okay. The thing is, the stuttering was annoying because, and only because, her stories were so touching. They were good. I, they were the, good the stories, stories, yeah. So lovely. And you're listening to it, and you're trying to get into the story, and then it's just like a stutter. Mm-hmm. And then it just makes you feel like, oh, what, what, what's happening? Where mm-hmm. am I? You know, I, yeah. it, was, it wasn't a smooth story for me. I couldn't just, I couldn't just like flow into the story and listen. It was like, I was there and I'm like, oh, I was uncomfortably mm-hmm. listening. It was, there was that kind of. I do see what you mean. I yeah. do see, I do, did notice as well that there was like a full like two minutes at the beginning where she didn't say a word and I forgot she was there. Again, that might be down to Bosco for not bringing her in earlier. Yeah. And another thing is that a lot of the times we can blame someone on the panel for talking too much but as a moderator you need to come in and mm-hmm. and, and control it you need to take control back and yeah. put them like if someone's waffling you need to come in and in, 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 a, in a clever way bring it right back to the topic yeah and ask a question that can just get them to say the answer without Defo. talking too much so if you're going to look at um, her skills as a moderator in certain situations i don't know if they're going to hold it against her mm-hmm. yeah but um, it was it was good. It was just it was it, was, it wasn't it was as good and enjoyable. Definitely, it was. Yeah, it didn't flow first... as well the first time. It was like about the interweaving. Like I think you put it really well earlier. This felt like separate speakers who each told stories in like blocks, but there wasn't much interplay mm. or interweaving or kind of like I'm going to build on that joke or I'm going to like throw my my two pence worth here and that kind of thing. So overall, the first group were better. Okay. 
And the question that they ask that I'll ask you, Tom. Oh, go on, go on. What turns you on? What turns me on? Yes. We just asked about what we like about guys, don't we? Yeah, but what turns you on? Oh, um, you know, um, wine mostly, actually. <laughs> Mine's a finance. <laughs> um, no romance without finance. What turns me on? <laughs> I, I would say, yeah. <laughs> someone who I mean the sexiest words that someone can say to me is I'm paying for dinner and then that's that's when the magic happens <laughs> and frankly. that's it that's it <laughs> penny dropper <laughs> done so uh, yeah I'm a simple man with simple means you are indeed you are indeed um, now before we go on to the runway just have a little think about our tops and bottoms um, to me to my mind there's only one girl in in Team Leftovers, who could be top, and that's Bosco. Yeah. But I think from the first team, they were all really, really good. I think Willow or Angie or Deja could all vie for top spot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Camden absolutely. just shrunk back just a tiny, tiny bit that I think sets her back a little bit. Still was really, really good, though. What Do you agree with that? I agree. And I think the bottoms this week is Georges and Jasmine Kennedy. And if that's the case, it'll be the lip sync. Oh, I am waiting for... I uh, hope Do you know what? That's the only way that one of them can go home, though, if they're against each other. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's quite clever. They're it's a like, bit like a diamond cutting a because diamond. Because then both of them will be sending everyone home. Yeah. yeah. The top two would be them two. Exactly. <laughs> Eventually. Okay, yeah. But that's my placing as well. Let's have a look at the runway. Category is shoulder pads. Shoulder pads. We all love a good shoulder pad. We all love some power dressing. So first up, we have Deja Sky. I really like this. This is just drag, isn't it? It's very exaggerated, very Chanel to me. You know, the classic Chanel white suit with the black piping. Could be a 90s version, could be a 60s version. I think she looks good. I think she looks really, really good. The pearls are very Chanel as well. I am seeing a lot of Chanel here. It's like Chanel, but she made it for the um, American football team. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, this is drag, isn't it? Make a make a visual joke as well. Make a visual impact. Um, and this, the fabric looks sequined, I think, as well. So this is the uniform for the um, the drag queens American football team. <laughs> this is how they are coming out. This and is how I see it. This is how the girls are coming for you. Yeah, this is um, this is a quarterback. This is a quarterback's uniform right here. She's coming through. I love it. It's a good look. Yes, very good. Lady Camden. So Lady Camden comes out as a sort of like nutcracker kind of thing, which I guess taps into her ballet background, doesn't it? Um, so she's got this comical headpiece on. Um, and then three, two, one, we get a reveal. Um, and she's a glamorous nutcracker. I, I like this. I think, you know, the silhouette is kind of a, a nice, vaguely fishtaily gown with, but the details kind of make it um, with the kind of military details, the shoulder epaulets. Um, it's cool. It's cool. And I like how she gave it a character and a performance. Okay. Um, yeah, it's cute. It's cute. It's cute. Mm-hmm. It's nice, and it's good, a throwback to her country, mm. in which we inhabit. Yeah, it's a little bit of a kind of Queen's Guard quality to it, isn't there? And I'm, I'm, I'm allowed to stay, everyone. I want you to know that yes. visa declined was visa accepted. <laughs> Way! Okay? I am staying, so thank you very much. I am, I am British for another two and a half years. <laughs> See, you can't get rid of me. <laughs> We've tried. Next up, we got Willow Pill. So I'll tell you what I see when I see Willow here is, is Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols. You know the Sex Pistols? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. 
It's like the a punk, punk rock Ursula. Yeah. Very, you know, it's basically Johnny Rotten in Vivian Westwood. Where's the shoulder pads? It is. It, they're, they're not as exaggerated as, as Deja's, but they are big shoulder pads. You know what? They The, the bad thing that they did here was put out... Um, Deja's first, yeah. To go up first, because now I'm expecting to see shoulders, because I was a bit underwhelmed with Lady Camden's shoulders, and now I'm seeing these shoulders that you say exist, but they don't. Do you know, oh, this would have been this would have been a very good category for season 13, because Tina Burner could have just walked out with a oh. singlet. <laughs> she could have walked out <laughs> with a vest on, or just a bra. She would have been like, Or Nina yes. West as well. Nina West would have been great. Nina, mm, Nina, Nina yeah. West and Tina Burner, they would have... The linebackers of drag. They're on, they're, on that gay, um, they're on that gay American football team. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. I think this is cute. She's she's added some stones. Um, it's subversive. It's punky. It's very willow. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I like it too, but mm-hmm. I, I, I want more shoulders. I want more drama. So for that for that reason, it's, it's a no for me. Okay. But if you want some drama, we've got Angeria Paris Van Michaels. Oh, and you knew we would get it. This yes. is so good. So, I mean, what she is wearing actually is actually a bodysuit, but it's elevated with the train, the shoulders, the crown, and the headpiece. Now, to me, and I reckon this was probably her point of reference, actually, this speaks of um, Alexander McQueen's Horn of Plenty show. I think it was 2009. Um, and the looks on that were basically um, lots of um, hound's tooth, but in different sized prints and put together in like a slightly clashing way. Um, so while it's not a direct look from the show, I think it's inspired by it. And, okay. and that's one of my favorite McQueen shows because the, the looks that they have are so... They put like this really clownish makeup on the models and it was so avant-garde and so cool. It was actually a ready-to-wear show. It wasn't even couture. Mm. Yeah. I really like this look. And yes, look, the drama is with the shoulders. But this dr- is the category. This is what I want. I want to look at the the uh, the garments mm-hmm. and notice the shoulders. Yeah, so a, she's got those pagoda shoulders going on. Bob the Drag Queen will be mad because Bob owns Houndstooth. Oh. You know how she was mad at India Ferrer that time. Who are, but there's so many other queens have worn it. So many other oh, queens. I mean, it's a, it's a classic print. Tina Burner wore some hounds too. Mm. Next up, we've got Bosco. So to me, but Bosco lists off a few different references, and I get the Blade Runner reference a little bit because Zorro and Blade Runner has that iconic trench coat, even though it was actually transparent, not yellow. Um, to me, though, on a reference she didn't mention, Jubilee from X-Men. Are you getting Jubilee? Oh, my God, I am. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's definitely Jubilee. Like a sexed-up burlesque Jubilee. And obviously the judges make some jokes about Del Bozio from uh, Missing Persons as well, which I do see. That's Jubilee after a night of hooking. After a long night of hooking, uh, Jubilee became a stripper. <laughs> Walk the runway. Walk the runway. For season 14. Next up we got Georges. Um, this is, I mean, she mentions it herself. This is very Selena. Um, so um, Selena loved a kind of color blocked um, jumpsuit with cutouts, didn't she? She liked to show like her tummy and things like that. Um, and I'm not super duper familiar with Selena, but I did do a quick little Google in between because I did get that it was very Selena. And yeah, I mean, she's got that really iconic one that Valentina did, did the red one, but she has also done blue, purple, green. Um, and I think this is a lovely tribute to her icon. I like this look This is a really lot. good for Georgia. I like this yeah. look. It's, it's very shiny. It's, it's just, shiny. It's very 
pretty. Very pretty. I think. And the shoulders are extravagant. And Georges isn't wearing a two piece. And exactly. it's, it's so referential and like inherent to her culture as well. So I really love this. It's lovely. Jasmine Kennedy. So I reckon I've got a theory that um well no we'll come to it in a second but like jasmine this this is again like diabetti um in the challenge this is very um balma uh spring summer 21 when they had like these looks with these big pagoda shoulders they're in neons most of the looks were like suits and two pieces and that kind of thing but i think i'm convinced that she took that as inspiration and um uh, created like a jumpsuit out of it but i do think that's her inspiration it's fashion I think this is good for Jasmine, actually. I think it's more chic and edited than she usually does. I like the hair on her as well here. Very pretty so, with that long black hair, actually. Mm, yeah. It's a, it's a good look. It's a good look. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Yeah. Next up, we've got Daya Betty. I wonder if Daya's look that she wore in the challenge was switched out for the challenge because it looked too much like Jasmine's. And this is an alternate. But anyway, I think this is really cool. This is very Mad Max, um, very Thunderdome. Um, she's basically, you know, she's let's face it, she's wearing army camo trousers, but she's really dressed it up and created a character. She's got those spiked shoulder pads. She's got the corsetry, the boots, the gloves. Very punk, very cyberpunk, um, very Mad Max. Very, very po- I po- am not Crystal Method. <laughs> very post-apocalyptic. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good look. It's very grunge, very very rock and roll, but more like uh, that thing you said, <laughs> that fashion reference you gave is what I'm thinking of uh-huh, as well. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. one mind, obviously, one as mind. always. Tom, um, does this change our, our tops and bottoms? No. I don't think it does. It never does. Like the, the only time it does is when somebody serves something really next level on their way. And having said that, I think it's really strong. I think there's so many lovely looks here, but there's there's not something that like one of the potentially bottom girls has done that saves her from the bottom. Say, you know, yeah. The tops for me, uh, I mean, Willow just has to be on the top. Willow and I mean and Jerry was good too. Plus she's so consistent. So was Bosco and yeah. Deja. I think one of those some combination of those four is gonna be in the top three. It has to be. All I can say is that Jasmine and Georges are going to lip sync fabulously in these these costumes. They ready. These are dance costumes. They are ready. They are ready. They are ready. So uh um, is it I do think that like Dyer um, and Camden, Camden could end up in bottom three, but safe. And Dyer just feels safe to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's have a look. Okay. So first of all, let's congratulate Bosco for the win. Do you agree? It is congratulations to Bosco. She wouldn't have been my choice for aforementioned reasons. I think she was a fantastic standout, mm-hmm. but I would have, I would have given it to Deja would have been my first choice for okay. doing a fantastic, well-rounded job. And Willow for being so funny. This is Deja's second time. Would you agree that she she lost out on a win that she should have got? When was the other time for Deja? The performance oh. challenge. Oh, and in one of the comedy ones? Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's been fab a lot of times. But I, I, I was happy to see her up there getting positive critiques. But congratulations, Bosco. She still was fab. She just wasn't my number one choice for the now, win. Willow and Deja were high as well. Um, safe was Camden and Nigeria, hmm. which means the bottom three was Georges, Jasmine Kennedy and De- 
and diabetes. Now, diabetes was not going to be in the bottom. We knew because I, I love Dyer's face when she gets negative critiques. By the way, it's Georgia's, so entertaining. Oh, I just feel really bad for George. Maybe English is her second language because she doesn't have the vernacular that she, she thinks, thinks she, she has. She possesses, <laughs> and I think that kind of you know, kind of like help doesn't really help. I do wonder if it's a factor, and I do think think it's something that's held against a lot of queens of. Of Latin, Latina descent. Let's talk about the lip sync. It was beautiful. It was. I oh, just. It was I good. knew. I knew that Jasmine, a, a lip sync between Jasmine Kennedy and Georges was going to be great, and it was. But I have a clear winner. I know you do. I know you do. Jasmine Kennedy won this, and I, I want to say it wasn't even hands down. It was. There was just. She just had more spirit. She had mm. more of that. spirit spirit in her um where she wasn't just trying to focus on choreography she was mm-hmm. also trying to get the the um the feel of the music and the era that kind of like how she was shaking there at the shoulders yeah and she was kicking and she was she was of the moment she was of the music and then she also did some amazing dances and made some great choices she uh, was really really fun but they both to me yeah so i do accept what you're saying there and you're our resident performance expert I think this was double Shantae worthy. I think both of them were so passionate and wonderful. I loved what both of them did. Um, having said that, I, we'll, we'll come to it in a second because I, if George is in the bottom, I suspect she's got the golden ticket, by the way. Because oh, yeah. we, we all know the golden ticket isn't some random event, you know, and we do know that George is blessed and highly favoured. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Now, I don't think we're going to get a true conventional double Shantae this season because... We had obviously. They can't have another. another I don't double. think they've got room for another episode because really the golden ticket will be a sort of default double Shantae. Jasmine Kennedy has won, and I'm so I'm very impressed. She's with very this impressive. Very impressive. When I talk about Georges, Georges is also a very good lip syncer. The mm. thing that Georges didn't understand was the music. She was beautiful to watch. She was doing all these lovely moves, mm. but. There was something missing, and that was the spirit of the sound, was the spirit of the music that she just didn't have, and it was what Jasmine had, which is great. But because it was, great, but it was phenomenal dancing, but Jasmine just had that edge over her, and yeah. there's no way that Jasmine has not won this. It surprised me that Jasmine, as a young 22 year old, connected with this beautiful Etta James song, but she did. Yeah, and I think that says something about her as a performer, actually, and her versatility. I want to hear them say that Jasmine won. Hold on. Okay, so um, it was a double Shantae. I mean, I did say that. I just didn't expect that they had capacity to do it this season. I do want to say this. They've saved Georges. I agree. There is a clear winner here. We have other lip syncs where it's like, oh my God, who, who, who? Mm. This was an amazing lip sync, yeah, but there was a winner and it was Jasmine. And they did save Georges. RuPaul loves this girl because even yeah. when they were giving feedback, when they were, when they were giving the judges feedback mm-hmm. um, to Georges, RuPaul didn't, you know, when, when she was saying that, you know, you stumbled, she she was, it was a, it wasn't a feedback that she was given. She wasn't saying, oh, you know, you stumbled and, you know, this is why it was bad mm-hmm. and it took us out of the fantasy. She said, you know what? Yeah, you stumbled, but with age. And then she made a joke out of it. It gets better with age. <laughs> There's just so much forgiveness for Georges. Oh, she's, she's blessed and highly she's been given. Then. She's been given the You're Born to Do Drag feedback, which Bosco did make a funny joke about actually as well, didn't she? Maybe she's born with it or maybe she's born for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was very good. But there we go. 
um, Jets, like, I'll put money on it. George's is in the top four, like by hook or by crook. <sighs> well, next week is the Snatch Game. We've it seen the teeny Snatch Game little preview. I'm waiting for it, but like next week is episode ten, and there's still eight girls, cool. and one of them has a golden ticket. Imagine next week they're like, now we're bringing back someone to the competition. I was like, oh, for God's <laughs> sake, come <laughs> off it! Like <laughs> really, they are giving season thirteen a run for their money. Really, really, with how many episodes that are going on here? Look, it was a good show. It was, a, it was a very good um, panel. I really enjoyed the panels. Really, really good. It's very enjoyable episode. We've had a couple of really, really solid episodes on the trot with like great all-round performances i mean our front runners now are bosco and nigeria yes they're kind of up there both of them because both of them have been high quite a lot and have two wins and neither has been in the bottom two at all hmm. mm. willow pill i mean i i feel like willow pill is a front runner but she just doesn't have the um the wins to back it up but she's just so consistently amazing Do you know who she's reminding me of her sister slash mother evie oddly evie won the season with one win but being very consistently high yeah and then remember when we're at the top four sure it might be a lip sync smackdown or something but um public opinion and and who the people want stats a factor when they've got that feedback from the season great episode amazing lip sync i fear for you if you're ever in the bottom with one of these queens georges or jasmine because both so far very good and so far if i had to choose a lip sync assassin at the moment it's jasmine kennedy she's her third survival she was not fibbing when she said she was lip sync assassin and she is yeah she's so good she she won this lip sync georges was saved i'm saying that now she's taking him out protocol one by one she's repping rupaul stop just stop <laughs> um everyone look thank you very much for listening again feel free to leave us a review um feel free to follow us on our instagram twitter and our instagrams it's only one instagram follow us on social media instagram and our twitter when you're in the know you call it the gram actually, the gram so. the g mm. follow us on the g and the t <laughs> g and t spilling the g there we go there we go is. Yeah. that's now that's what it stands for it's spilling the social media really <laughs> the g the gram and the t the twitter. this is bolo and dr tom we'll see you guys next week lots of love guys see you soon